Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Lynette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Hey, hey, Chris. Chris, what's wrong with your audio? I don't know. Probably the fact that I'm fucking... I... Like, I don't know how a laptop microphone could sound so bad. Because it was clearly an afterthought. Well, it wasn't an afterthought. If I could have... I was thinking about bringing my microphone down, then I completely forgot about it. But then you see me fucking walking around with this blue Yeti in hand as if, like, fucking I'm interviewing people at the TV station. And that I just can't have. We should we should go to PAX this weekend. Just start interviewing people. This weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Oh, that's not going to happen for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, right now, like, like even if it's this weekend, no, I'm definitely can't go to PAX. Because I've got, I've got, like, more work to do down here. So next week, oh, my God. So, yeah, next week, Wednesday and Thursday, I won't, I won't be in Adelaide either. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll probably bring my mic down next Wednesday and Thursday. Or next Thursday, so we can, stu- like, actually record something. Like a more gameplay of Codebane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I don't have my little sticky note on my computer with my intro. Oh, no. Well, I did the intro last time, so, Jaden, it's your turn to do an intro this time. Yeah, uh, Jaden, you do an intro. Oh, right then. Okay. Yeah, just give well, it a rat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap, boys. All right. Fucking pack it up. Podcast done. Oh, yes. But no, do an intro. Do it. Or oh, fucking tell your mum. No. Yes. I have the power. Oh, I don't right. have the power. All right. All right. Fine. Oh, talk to you into it, haven't I? Hello, everybody. This is SVG1. Fuck. <laughs> this is why I don't do intros. <laughs> Alright, I'll fucking do it on the fly, then. <laughs> I, uh, hey, everybody. My name is Chris, and welcome to SV Cheats 1, a podcast about gaming and gaming-related symptoms. I will be your host. I will be your host for today. My name is Chris, and I'll be your... Fuck me. Even I fucked up. <laughs> like, if I haven't got the note in front of me, then I'm like a lost puppy. We've done this for like anyway. 13 episodes, and... Just, mm, mm, mm. It gets better every time. Mm. Yeah, it gets more unprofessional quality. every time. The the audio quality is going to be crisp to the maximum on this one. I'm so feeling I, mm, Anyway, I'm Chris, and to my front and center... I suppose that'll be me. Uh, Alex. Yes. Yeah. Woo. 100%. Woo. And to my... Yeah, fucking center and front we have it is I, Jaden does that mean Jaden's the fucking meat in the sandwich? pretty much nah. mm. but like we're Jayden at different elevating heights so like because I'm to your front and center oh no no, you you, you get the front, I'll get the back okay that way if he wants to buy it 
Like, you can't bite my penis off from the back. Are you sure about that? that? <laughs> I, I've seen a movie like that. So, um, d- did you know the human sphincter has enough crushing force to um, actually, yes. like, sever a penis? No. Yes. Yes, no. yes. There is no way that's true. Yeah, yes, it is. I don't... No, nah, I don't believe you. Let me just Google this. <laughs> Google. So, um, kids, the next time you stick it in her butt, if she says no, she's the one with all the power. Yeah, but if if that is the raw power of the anus, then how does... It's a great like, phrase, isn't it? Raw power of the anus. Yes. How, all right. How much crushing power <laughs> does the human sphincter have? No, but uh, I actually read the, somewhere that the human, the, uh, the human asshole can dilate. I think up to like, oh, was it? That is a terrible order. Correct. How much crushing power does the human anus charge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I read somewhere that the human anus can actually stretch up to about I think like it was like nine or ten um, inches in diameter, and a raccoon can compress itself to about eight or seven inches in diameter. This is too much science. (laughs) I feel like you're insinuating something there. It's too much science. You can literally shove a raccoon up someone's asshole. It is very possible. So this is conducted by an open study in uh, Sweden. 73 patients, 63 of them being women and 10 are men, of whom 25 were incontent of gas and liquid or stool. Uh, and then maths happens. In conclusion, although the solid sphere test is easy and quicker to do, anal pressure provides yields more information than important in the evaluation of incontinence. Can what? we get that in English? <laughs> That's it. Gay. There's a website called Gay Star News. Thirteen fundamental facts about the anus. Okay, now I'm not getting information. You guys are full of shit. I feel like we're getting off topic, guys. We are very. We far are. Off how topic. was your How was your week, Alex? Uh, my week has suddenly taken a turn for the worse because I played my gacha game on an emulator and the emulator has stopped running that gacha game. So I'm currently shitting the bed right now. Um, because I've spent a lot of money on that game and I don't want all that money to go to waste because I can't get my account back. Why not just log in on your phone? Ah, I see. Because it does this weird fucking thing where it doesn't use accounts. It generates you a transfer code and then you have to use that transfer code in combination with a password. So if you can't get into your account to retrieve that transfer code... Because you were too dumb to save it somewhere else. Well, because, yeah, then you're just up shit creek without a paddle. (laughs) Why not just uninstall the emulator and reinstall it? Because then you lose all the game data. Oh, man. You have not thought this through, have mm. you? I, there is a very lengthy account recovery process that I can go through, but I have already submitted a ticket to the uh, to the people that run the emulator. So hopefully they'll be able to get it back soon. Like the big one of the aside from you know comes back. Was, what the fuck do you want us to do with this? It's your fucking emulator that keeps crashing on launch. So you fix it. Oh man, hopefully they do get back because that's the worst thing. Sending like, hey, look, there's a problem with your application or game that I'm playing. I want to play your game. How do I fix this? And it's just fucking silence. Mm. 
it's horrid. I'm actually going to check my email now because I did link them to one of my emails. So hopefully mm. they will. Uh, they have. Did a, you link them to our YouTube channel? I did not link them to our YouTube channel. Oh, that's a that's a rough one, man. I thought you had our backs. I I don't think they are. They're very interested <coughs> in my help ticket. Going, hey. Uh, yeah, how do you know? Suppose, uh, yes, they. Did you uh, ask if, him? Four of the solutions really been published. Please note this legitimate. All right, so yeah, no, an auto-generated email has been sent to my email saying um, we, we've uh, we've let you know that your request has been received and is being reviewed by our support staff. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Like the last time I dealt with like this kind of situation where I had a problem and I needed, I wanted it fixed was with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen because I accidentally purchased... A pizza. And this is a, a, a fucking pizza. <laughs> the pizza deal, which cost like 50 bucks. And uh, as much as I'm like, ooh, okay, I was quite happy because I still had money in my account. And then the next day, I didn't have money in my account. And that was a sad day. I had to live off pizza. <laughs> But um, yeah, I uh, the problem with getting a code through their proprietary service is that uh, you can't use Steam with the proprietary codes. It just doesn't work like that. You have to go through their launcher. But the thing is, my account uh, that I made, my separate Square Enix account that I made separate of Steam was tied to Steam because of uh, one, the fact that I played Final Fantasy 7 and 8 using my Steam account and linked it with my Square account and two, the fact that I used Final Fantasy 14's free like 42 hour trial on my Steam account means like basically I can't use any other codes other than Steam codes to play the game. So I'm like, dude, like Typing to Square Enix, hey guys, I've got this uh, Final Fantasy fourteen code, but I want my account. Unfortunately, since I did the, the free trial on Steam, I can't use this code with my account because that account's tied to Steam for some reason. Can you can you help a brother out? And then it's like, get this fucking, I get two automated messages. One saying, hey look, we've received your thing. And uh, we'll get back to you real soon. And the next one just and saying, sec- no. <laughs> no, no, the second one was another automatic message saying, hey, look, we checked your thing. We'll get in touch with you soon. I'm like, the fuck? No, just get in touch with me now. Yeah, you you works, and the other but... six million people having an issue at the moment. Yeah. And then they come back and it's like, no, nah, you fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is an email that says from, from Steam, nah, you fucked. Regards, Steam. No, not Steam. Square Enix. Square Enix. <laughs> Square Enix just came back and said, "Like, oh yeah, uh, no, you you kind of fucked up on that one." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What do you mean I fucked up? Like, I just want to play it on like through my Steam and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. It's like, okay, we can do one thing. We can just delete your account and then remake it with the same information. But I advise you highly to locally save your Final Fantasy 7 and 8 saves because you'll lose them because, like, they they are cloud saves. 
It's like, fuck. So I saved it manually, recreated the count. So Final Fantasy fourteen wasn't on the, like, activated on the count. And then it was able to activate the count then. Because and I was like, fuck yeah, finally. I get, I get my, play my Final Fantasy. And then I play that for a month and haven't touched it since because I'm too busy doing other things. <laughs> I'm too busy adulting and not adulting. Yep. Which we'll get into later. Yes. So and yes, now uh, you've gotten into Destiny with me. So yes, I, I may have um, not all in. I didn't all in to Destiny. I just like you know when you're walking and it's a rainy day and you see a puddle of water. So you're just like, oh, it's just a puddle of water. And then you, you walk on it thinking it's literally going to be like the soles of your shoe deep and then your knee, your <laughs> right leg is knee deep in water. And you're like, fuck. I mean, like, I don't... I, I, you just stop caring about how wet you're getting because your entire right leg's is soaked. It's kind of like kind of my experience now. It's like... I'm not. I'm not all in. I just got knee deep in accidentally, and now I might as well just do it all. <laughs> you're going through, yeah, you're like, going through a brisk walk through the through the rain of video games. You found the you found a puddle titled Destiny. You're like, it's not that deep. And the next thing you know, you're like, ooh, that's a leg. No, 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 no. no. I was just walking down the road and I see this puddle named Destiny. I'm like. You know what? I'm going to just, you know, do a little tap dance in there. Just, just you know, you you, you want to splash it a little bit. You know you want to. No one's looking. You're like, fucking look around the corner. No one's going to think you're retarded. And then you know, fucking go in and it, it's just a fucking hole. <laughs> it's just a really <laughs> leave, deep hole. You leave down a manhole. And you don't expect that hole to be a deep hole because it's just Destiny 2. Like... It's not going to be a deep... Oh, it's a deep hole. What the fuck is a hole that deep doing here? How many, how many hours have you put into Destiny 2 already? Um, I think... Uh, I'd say like 10, maybe? And you've already got one successful raid under your belt. Yeah, uh, well, we did the uh, Leviathan raid. And that's the one thing I like about Destiny's raids is that they're not just like, hey, go here, kill this. It requires like team coordination it requires like problem solving and like like look like thinking out how to figure out puzzles and shit so that aspect i like of it like i haven't gotten to the part where we figure out how to do a raid we're, we're i'm not go, we're sure going to be so yeah the way I because think it i is, it's um mm -hmm. i think jordan's trying to organize raid day to be friday so mm -hmm. we're going we're going to be raiding on fridays um, because there is a raid that I want to do that I haven't done yet. Jordan has, but he can't remember all of it. So we're going to be doing that one there. So we are what going raid is that? It's another Leviathan raid because Leviathan has about like four raids. Really? Yeah. Huh. So yeah, it's. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're like. Four I thought Leviathan I thought it was just the one and done sort of situation. No, it's kind of one. It's one of the things that made me fall off Destiny Two when I was playing it with my old clan. Because they just kept mm. on repurposing the Leviathan for stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, I'm out. Because in Destiny 1, like, the first raid you had was the Vault of Glass. And then the expansion brought the Crota raid. And the next expansion brought the... I think it was, like, the, the Wall raid. And then the next expansion after that brought the Oryx raid. 
and we were all fucking th that shit was hype like we were fucking losing our shit at like the oryx raid and then it's like destiny 2 well here's the leviathan raid i'm like this is fucking how are they going to step this up well they didn't they, they sort what of do you like, mean they didn't well, because like the way it went was they always used to, they always had from that point on there from Destiny 1, there's like they built a new location, a new area, a new raid and everything sort of just, you know, it, it was all new stuff. Doing the raid was just completely new stuff, except for the Leviathan raid, because you just went back to the same ship to the same starting zone and you just had to take a different way into the Leviathan. And I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. When's the real raid coming? Oh, because it, it's half the size was. it's half the size of the actual raid so like usually the raid was like three small encounters and then and then the big boss this one here was one small encounter then the big boss oh yeah because um in the raid we had the uh the bathing area the dogs and all that sort of stuff i'm actually genuinely surprised we managed to get through all three areas with five people and two of us being new, remember yeah. that. You, yeah, two of you being new, three of us being veterans, and we actually managed to get through it. But that was because, that yeah, was genuinely impressive. Because the one aspect, because like, by the sounds of it, you kind of really do need, because raids are basically you need a raid team of six people so you kind of really need to do that designed have that team for uh specialist mechanics using six people rather than yes rather than people just trying to because like even our friend briar was all he was going about how he did a leviathan raid with two people and i just don't believe that i don't believe that at all how many people two, two. yeah you can do it with two people but, but it's when one we of those got, things so, you need to have played a lot. Yeah, you need to be very good. Like, you need to have, like, right. high super and gear. Yeah, but, like, this is, this is like, because in the Leviathan raid, the one area we had trouble with, and this is with five out of six people, is the bathing, uh, the bath uh, cleansing. Mm -hmm. Now, we had trouble... So we didn't have trouble. We just took some time to find our groove in order to get all... Because in this aspect of the raid, there are four platforms which you need to stand on, which uh, makes a chain link descend down. So once all the chain links... Has, the person has to sit on these platforms. So one person on each platform and... But the platform is covered in like a toxic uh, liquid in which you have an orb on that platform which gives you 45 seconds of invulnerability to start with, I believe, and then, and then that's it. So you have to run through the middle of the, of the arena to pick up another ball, like a resistance ball, which spawns pretty much every couple of seconds. So we had like a rotating roster of people running through the middle, picking up a ball so they would uh, top up their resistances so they'd not get damaged by the toxic water. And they had to stand on these platforms until the chain descends. And then once all four chains have descended, then everyone has to run to the middle and then kill, like destroy a whole bunch of gems hanging from the roof. So 
we had trouble trying to manage four individual platforms as five people. How do you do four individual platforms with two? I have not seen the raid take place with two people, but I know it has hey, been Edge, done. I, I'm not people. claiming. I'm not claiming it happened. He's the one claiming he did it. So I, I know it's been I, done. I, that, that's that's all I can say. Yeah. Well, that's it. I have yet to see it been done. But yeah, it, it's it's actually like a whole bunch of fun. I I yeah. think I think it's mainly because of having a raid in that aspect in the first person setting is not something I've actually done before. Like the idea of having in, an MMO style raid in a first person shooter. Yeah, well, first person shooters are is like one of my favorite genres on top of survival horror so survival horror is my top favorite genre and then it's like first version shooters because i spent most of my like my childhood when i had my computer just like gushing over half-life one and playing counter-strike and shit like that like playing doom all those first person games fucking i loved and like that to see something like i know destiny one had it raids as well i believe but it's not something destiny one i didn't really entice me into it like i i i dabbled in some destiny one but there wasn't a lot there to keep me there whereas now that i i had destiny 2 on pc before it went free to play but when i logged in i had like a level 750 light character I'm like, oh shit, okay, and then I could go straight to the raids. So I think like the the story of Destiny One was not captivating enough to keep me there. So like, because you have to obviously like you need to get to a higher level, and the only way to get to a higher level is to you know progress through the story, do all this sort of stuff, and do extra shit to get your light level up to get more gear. And I don't think. Well, I think that the lack, or there was something in that early game lacking for me to get into Destiny 1. So I never had those those sort of uh, raid experiences because it was just uh, too much of a hurdle for me to jump, to go invest so much time in something which I'm only sort of caring about the end game aspect. Whereas Destiny 2 is like, oh, fucking straight into it then. You know, you want to do a raid, do it now. Like... I have not done a single mission other than, hey, start taking back the moon. Here's the introduction. Do a raid. As as my introduction. And, like, when it comes down to that aspect, like, if you are going, you know, deep into it, then having friends who have had much more experience than I have is very helpful same thing with warframe but warframe so many people bounce right off of it because it's just so intimidating to new players with all these mechanics that that just get shoved down your throat about doing all this stuff it's like so intimidating whereas with destiny 2 uh it's still kind of intimidating to get into it but there is less things to worry about if that makes sense Mm. So, like, obviously you have, like, your rage, your strikes, uh, your stories, you know, your moons, shaders, ships, all that sort of stuff. 
like Warframes, like fucking, you got your Warframes, and then you got elements, and then you got weapons, and then you got subclass weapons, and then you've got like you have to get parts for this, and then you ship parts, and then dogs and cat. It's just so much. Yeah, they throw. A lot it's of... intimidating. The other thing I found about Warframe is it they don't make it obvious in how to start quest lines or quests. It, that a lot of their, from my experience, a lot of their tutorial stuff is literally text on the screen. It's like, hey, look, do this. Okay, cool. And it's like, all right, done. And it's like, hey, did you forget how to do that? Oh, fuck you, I guess. <laughs> you, do you have a friend who knows Warframe? All right, that's your saving grace. That's pretty bad. <sighs> now, now that you mention it. Yeah, is it like when I first played Warframe? I played Warframe back when it came out on Steam. I think early access. It was like four frames, like a planet, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. There's not enough stuff to keep me here, but I'm still interested in the game. And then it just dropped off my radar completely. And then you came back to it kind of too late where it's like, well, now there's too many things to do at the same time. Well, I came back to it like when they announced, I think it's called Railjack, Mm. the whole ship aspect where you get to fly ships in space. Yeah, that really brought me uh, back into it as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I really want to get back into Warframe before this drops. And it's, it, like aesthetically looks the same but uh mechanically is completely fucking different there is so much shit well not shit there's so much content in that game that they really need to pigeonhole like a players down a certain path in order to get used to it like to get used to mechanics where, but in Warframe, all the mechanics are just sort of thrown upon you. It's like, alright, here's all the mechanics, deal with them as you continue. But, uh, like, obviously, like, having the wiki and having friends who play a lot of Destiny, like, really helps out. But for, just imagine someone who has, you know, no friends who... Destiny? No, not Destiny, Warframe. Friends who um, don't play Warframe... And having to rely upon, like, Googling half the shit every second. Okay, new things come up. Okay, how do I do this? Oh, you need this. It's, how do I put it? It's, like, there's a rabbit hole within a rabbit hole. So it's like, alright, so the rabbit hole starts at, I need to scan this enemy. In order to progress okay cool you need one of these scanners all right how do i get one of these scanners all right you need to go to this moon and then defeat boss okay that moon isn't accessible right now how do i get to that moon or you need to do this mission and go through here and then pick up this one thing so, all right what's that one thing well you kind of need this item to pick up that one thing. And it's just that it's just a rabbit hole going deeper and deeper and deeper and it's like oh fuck like no mechanic is as simple as go here, do X and Y. It's always like go here, do X and Y, but you need A and B. And to get A and B, you need to have done C and D. 
And if you haven't done E, you probably should do E, otherwise C and D is going to be a lot more difficult, like that kind of stuff. Whereas Destiny is just like, get a gun. Is the number bigger? <laughs> is the number on your new gun bigger than the gun you have? Yes. Cool. Put that shit on. Does this look cooler? Yes. What's its number? Not as big. Take that shit off. Put the big number on, all right? Don't worry about color and shit like that. You can look like a fucking clown. Just make sure the number go up. And then you and then you got things like master masterclass. I think it's called weapons in Destiny Two. Yeah, uh, masterworks. Masterworks weapons and stuff like that. And that was just not explained to me. Everyone's just like, "Oh, I've got this masterwork weapon. I've got this masterwork weapon." And this, that, that. and I'm like, "What the?" F- Fuck is a masterwork weapon? It's like, oh, it's just like a weapon with some like bonuses or something to it. Okay, cool. How do I know if I got it? It's like, oh, it's got a gold border. And I look at my inventory and I've got three of them. I'm like, oh, okay. Why the fuck am I not using them then? But like, it's, it's Destiny 2 still has that sort of thing where like for a new player, some of these things just aren't explained, but it's not as intimidating as Warframe, which Warframe is basically third person. No. Yeah. What would, what would you say? Warframe is third-person Destiny or Destiny's first-person Warframe? I think I'd either say, way you get the yeah. point in that they're, you know, They're both, they're both schlooters, as they're called. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of overlap, but, you know, at the, at the same time, it's people prefer... People prefer the weightlessness and the acrobatics of Warframe, and there are people who just prefer, like the structure and the heaviness of destiny yeah there's a but they, they are structured differently but are almost fundamentally the same almost not not exactly but they share a lot of their mechanics in which uh, obviously it's a schluter uh it's kind of like a kind of like a horde shooter i would say a lot of enemies get thrown at you all the time just kill them mm. pick up the good stuff so yes uh what else is how else you has your week been mm. alex yeah it's just been you know more destiny fucking still upset about gotcha stuff yeah hmm. all right Jaden, how about your week uh my week's been all right, I haven't done a great deal. D&D's been cancelled for the last couple of weeks. I haven't done any tabletop stuff. Um, mm. I've been playing a bunch of Darkest Dungeon, picking that back up recently, uh, as well as jumping back on Monster Hunter World. Just really bouncing around between a few games and to getting into Destiny 2 as well, just because a bunch of friends are. But yeah, that's pretty it's much it. Just mentality. bouncing, bouncing around a few games, trying to figure out what I'm doing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I recommend probably joining us on some stuff in like Destiny Two, and that way you can sort of pick up as I did. It's kind of like it's almost like trial by fire, it's, or not trial by fire. Fucking out of the frying pan into the fire. It's like all right, this is how you do this, and. It worked out for worked out to be quite fun. Like it's not you're not put at a disadvantage for not being in the know. 
so it's it's help it, it's it's how do I put it it's not going to be not fun if you get thrown into the deep end That's yeah no, I get that and I have been um somewhat playing with people but it's it's more that it, I specifically don't want to go into the deep end of just raids like I'd be fine to but I'd prefer to go around and do the story so I've been doing some of that stuff um mm. that said on the flip side also just timing stuff can be a bit awkward for me just partially because I've been making a large effort to fix up my sleep schedule and because of timing with people they normally want to do raids and shit later late yeah, yeah. So it's just awkward. Because, yeah, I, I work nights. I pretty much work, like, all day Wednesday. It's morning and night, and then work nights every other day. Except Thursday. That's when we do our recordings. But, uh, yeah, so I, I can understand, like, the late aspect of it sucking because you're trying to keep a, you're trying to keep a human sleep schedule. Something that like closely resembles closely resembles healthy sleep. Mm. I try to do that too, but then my body just acts weird in the sense like, man, I was I was super exhausted. Like I was ready to go to bed before, and as soon as I touch bed, fucking just up <laughs> like a lot. I'm sorry, you wanted to sleep. That means it ain't <laughs> gonna happen, man. But it's not like. It's not like I can use that to my advantage. It's like, man, I'm so tired and I've got work soon. I know. I'll try to get some sleep in before work and hopefully wake up and hopefully be awake. And no, it just gets even worse. Yeah. I got the, So it's like if I've got nothing to do, then my body will be like, hey, why don't you just not be asleep? But I got nothing to not just don't be asleep. Whereas I've got shit to do, I'm out like a light, and that's the worst part of it. So is that your week? Yeah, that's my week. Pretty much yeah. nothing. Much nothing. You guys need to play more random games every now and then. As soon as I get fucking money to just start buying random games. Like the the next game on my list that I'm saving up for is Indivisibles. Oh, man, Indivisible sad, does look really good. I am interested in that. I guess the other thing I could say is that um, I do actually have a job lined up now, so I'll be able to get a Switch at some point soon once that starts picking up. Man, I have a job. I don't have a Switch. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I live somewhere that I don't need to pay rent. Yeah. Bills. Or... Yeah, yeah. That's that's my problem. It's called parents. Yeah. You live with your parents. Both of us do. Live with Man, James' I moved parents. Out so young. Yeah, Alex lives with James' parents. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what was my, how's my what have I done? I gaming wise, I've uh, almost beat Dark Souls two, and I'm up to the worst. DLC, I think, I would say. It's not a bad DLC because the boss fights are pretty cool, but the area is just a shit. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. The area is fucking horrendous. It's a whole bunch of, like, uh, moving platforms, uh, a lot of, like, vertical uh, 
like running up and down shit. Pretty much you need to get to the bottom in order. And I fucking, oh my god, so much poison shit as well. Like Dark Souls has like two poison areas, which is fucking infuriating. And then the DLC, I don't understand FromSoft's fascination with poison, <laughs> poison. Poison, poison fucking anything. and other assorted poisons. Like, they were so, I, I want to say the term, infatuated. There was so, but they fucking loved poison so much that they made another poison called toxic. Like, infatuated. Possessed with an intense but short-lived passion. No, it's not short-lived. It really ain't. They never broke out of it. Didn't Sekiro have, like, a poison area? Yeah, they just they just love it. However, on Sekiro, at least you could Spider-Man around and avoid most of it. Yeah, but still, the fact that it's there, like, castles and poison. Like, it's, it's almost like FromSoft has a fucking quota from, like, one, the King of England about castles, and two, Detroit about poison. <laughs> because they have them in almost everything. Like, even in Sekiro, they have, like, the Japanese equivalent of castles. I mean, to, Bloodborne. to, to be fair, Bloodborne there's a lot of castles in feudal Japan. Yeah. 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 And then there's, like, Bloodborne is like the HP Lovecraft like era, so there's fucking cathedrals and like castles and shit, and then you have like the Dark Souls series, whatever fucking Souls like game, Demon Souls, like someone, someone there was just so into castles that someone needs to tell them to turn down the fucking poison swamps. Give me. Fucking fine. If you if you love castles, put castles fucking everywhere. Just take out poison swamps for one fucking game. God damn it. <laughs> Just one game without a fucking poison swamp or poison arena. Like I said, Dark Souls 3, fucking whoever loved poison swamps was just unhinged on power because they put three fucking poison arenas in Dark Souls. One of them being the worst poison area I've ever experienced in gaming history. The worst air poison area, which is the gutter, I believe. Where you just have statues lining all the, like, both sides of the wall, all the way down to the boss arena, and these statues spit poison at you if you haven't got a lot. I, I, I level up my adaptability in uh, Dark Souls. Because that boosts like poison resistance, bleed resistance, physical damage, that sort of stuff. Uh, will reduce reduce physical damage. And uh, even I was getting poisoned in two spits because these statues will spit like poison loogies at you. And if you get hit twice, and I had a lot of resistance, you get hit twice with these poison things, instantly poisoned. Now the worst part is. Not only do these poison spits poison you in two hits, they stagger your character if you get hit. And the only way to just stop all this shit is you have to go 
all the way and destroy all the fucking statues lining the walls. And the worst part is the fucking statues aren't even lock on. Like, you can't even lock onto it. You just have to fucking free smack it and hopefully you get it. And they put some statues in such a fucking weird position that, like, I tried because I'm using a greatsword. Greatsword only swings in 90 degree angles. Yeah. So, uh, you overhead 90 degrees front, left, or right. So I had to get the swing, but the swing would put me too close to the statues, and then I'll get poisoned. Not fun. Not fun at all. And then not only that, but they put fucking enemies inside fucking poison wells, and then they put invaders inside the gutter as well. So, like, I thought I was done with that shit when I hit the DLCs. But, you but then I remembered, like... But now I remember this one. So, like, I'm right now, I'm trying to see if I can beat the Fume, the Fume Knight boss all the way up to New Game Plus 7 without having to go to New Game Plus. Because if I go to New Game Plus, then everything resets, except for the difficulty and the soul value and stuff like that. It's like, well, campaign progression, location progression, all resets. So if I like move on to what they call journey two um i can't do the regular dlc like the new dlc because then that will get reset and i'll have to find the shit again so instead of just doing that i basically just gonna stay in my new game not new game plus but new game and just use bonfire aesthetics out front of the fume night and i was hoping to give myself like a real fucking challenge and just go straight from regular new game to new game plus seven and then fight the few night in there. But it turns out you have to kill the boss in that area for you to use another bonfire aesthetic in that area. So I have to go like right now, I think I'm on new game plus three fighting the few night and I'm doing like 500 damage a hit. It just looks like I'm yeah. fucking And the health bar isn't moving, away. and that concerns me. Yeah, like, from what I gathered, the health bar, dam like, the damage that you visibly see get taken off their health bar is halved every time. So it's literally going to become a battle of attrition come New Game Plus 7. Because I'm going to do, like, such minuscule damage to him... And he's going to hit like a fucking truck. But I really like that fight because it is a very challenging one-on-one -on -one fight with no bullshittery. I'm actually going to laugh if you start hitting the boss for negative damage. Except mm. the fact that the Fume Knight can bait you. <laughs> I saw that. That was brilliant. So uh, I'm recording me doing the Fume Knight and I'll be putting, I've been putting it up on our YouTube but uh, I got up to New Game plus free fight with the Fume Knight. And one of the Fume Knight's abilities, or I'd say abilities, is that he would use his great short sword as like a shield. He will hold it up to try and block any damage you do. Now, usually when he does this, uh, he will have about like one or two seconds, or anywhere between one to like five to ten seconds of just dancing around holding his greatsword as a shield. So I'm like, alright, I need to heal 
uh, I'll wait for a good time for hit for me to get a good a heal in without the danger of being hit. So as soon as I saw him pull his sword up as a shield, I just instantly hit the heal button on like just a reaction like, okay, this is the time. As soon as I hit that heal button, he fucking lunges at me. Like he just drops the sword and lunges at me. Like, oh, he okay. baited me. He baited me into a heel to fucking murk me. And I'm just fucking just losing my mind going, that's not fair. And it's like, it's not cheating. But it's, it's not just, fair. <laughs> it's like, it's not cheating, but the motherfucker's cheating. <laughs> oh, it's just like, oh man, that's it. Uh, me and Alex, we watched some of um, Asmongold's Dark Souls 3 playthrough last night because uh, I was giving Alex shit about him not playing Dark Souls 1 and uh, man Asmongold is fucking horrid at Dark Souls I mean I gotta give it to him He's he has persistence persistence is something he has because he ended up beating Dark Souls 3 using the mouse and keyboard. Huh. So, like, he basically just stuck with the mouse and keyboard since the very beginning because it's like, why is the controller better? Why is the controller better? It's like, the controller has, like, more a more tighter control of your character than uh, the mouse and keyboard does because you move the mouse left and right. It's like a fucking... Like a spin shop in there. But he, he fucking stayed with the mouse and keyboard and did it all the way through the end. But fuck me, man. Just watching him play hurts my soul. Like, I took I took HP damage watching that shit. <laughs> because uh, Alex was telling me that um, uh, apparently he watched one of the speedruns. And it's like, the fuck is people, like, I think cheering it was, I think it was this about? GDC. That, that was yeah, good games done GDQ, quick. Yeah, GDQ. Yeah, yeah, GDQ. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like that. And it's like, why are people like fucking excited about this? This is easy. And then you see him play, and I'm like, oh my god, it hurts to watch. It really does. But we had a good laugh. I think it took him like about eight or nine attempts on Vort of the Boreal Valley. Yeah. Because he just, every single, any single time he got to fucking Fort's, like, second phase, he would just get his shit pushed in. And Vort would just give him, like, I remember one run, Vort did, like, the ice breath, and, then, like, he he was basically just hitting Vort, like, he would use his stamina. As soon as he got stamina, he used, it, he used his attack again. And then Vort would just run over to the other side, and then do his ice breath again. So he, he basically all had a free win. And then he still managed to fucking die. I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Oh my god, it hurts to watch. And then he just started using the uh, Bort, Bort's, um, Bort's hammer. hammer. Yeah. Yeah. For the run through. That weapon is so broken. Holy shit, that weapon's broken. It's so pretty good. Not only not only is it like a heavy weapon that does like massive damage, 
It also staggers on every hit and has frostbite damage. Like, that is busted as fuck. That's, that's, that's the, that's like the Black Knight halberd of, uh, of Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3. 3. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, the Vort's hammer is the literal, um, like, fucking, I, I told you about it and you said you were going to make the meme for it. Oh, yeah, that, I'll make the meme yeah. when I come back. Because right now, right now I'm in the country. I'm helping, uh, parents out with a uh, renovation. So I'm not, I'm not at my home. I'm like fucking hours away. But, uh. The, you know the image, the meme image of the uh, the mentally disabled person drooling, trying to fit a square peg into a triangle. Mm. Yeah, what I'm gonna do is just gonna edit that to take out the the triangle thing and just have Dark Souls free instead of the square peg. It's just gonna be Vort's hammer, and that's essentially what it is. <laughs> I did it, I did it. Ugh. It is the most brain-dead weapon in all of Dark Souls 3. Because all you do is just you light spam. It's like, oh, yeah, no, fucking people give, always constantly give shit to, like, the, the what was it, was it the Dark Longsword or the Black Longsword? Yeah, that you get from but the to dark be wraith? fair, the, the, the Dark Wraith Sword, the Dark Sword was literally a longsword moveset with a greatsword's damage. Yeah. And stagger rate. Like, it was flat yeah. out broken. Yeah. Vort's hammer is literally that, but with, uh, obviously, you know, a great hammer's speed. But holy shit, no, it's fucking damage is ridiculous. Like, staggers yeah. on every hit. Like, it's pretty much like, if you want to turn Dark Souls into an easy game because you're too brain dead to figure out dodge timings, you pick Vort's hammer. Because yeah, he was just he was just chiming through bosses, like doing the most dumbest shit and getting away with it because like one the stagger is per hit. Like invaders or humanoid characters just don't get a fucking say in what happens. Puts you into a stun lock while you take massive damage on top of frostbite stacks. Like, holy shit. That weapon is cheesy terrible. But yeah, so once I've done this uh, DLC, I'll be moving on to Dark Souls 3. And then I'll be moving on to Demon Souls after that. Which I hear is a significantly shorter game. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. And then I'll work my way on to Bloodborne. And then... So, the main character I use in my character creation is Hannah Bongtana. And I ask people in our Discord to help me figure out of a male equivalent name. And there is two that I really like. One is uh, Chris Hempsworth. And the other is Dank Kushner. So... I, I like Chris Hemsworth because it still fits in the theme of celebrities, but Dank Kushner, I don't know, that, that one tickles my pickle just a little bit. But no bets are final right now. These are only for when I get up to games in which the character creation is not possible and you're stuck with either a male 
or if you're stuck with a male character. So games like Neo, games like Sekiro, uh, The Surge, stuff like that. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, man. Talking about The Surge, The Surge 2 is out, and I am really looking forward to having in, having an income because I want that game, but <laughs> I can't justify getting it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because it's expensive. I hear good things about it. I hear it's, uh, it's like shortcut porn bukkake. Yeah. From, from what I've heard, yeah. it's basically the first one and they've improved it in basically every aspect. And you're right in what I've heard is that the map design is almost as good as Dark Souls 1 in the fa- in like how everything's interconnected. Connectivity, yeah. Like I've I have heard that from anywhere on the map you can reach anywhere else on the map within five minutes just by walking. Which is Man, pretty impressive. Fuck Dark Souls 2. <laughs> like the map design in Dark Souls 2 is the most retarded shit I've ever seen. I oh, will showed, not get you it. You showed us that map right where the, the map's literally overlapping itself. Yeah. And it's like, alright. Here's this uh, windmill with, uh, like, no visible tower from the windmill ascending. And uh, once you defeat the windmill boss, which is uh, basically um, Medusa, uh, you take a tower, you take a tower elevator up into Iron Keep, which is like a castle drowning surrounded in lava and that shit just don't make sense all right immersion has been broken clouds are not holding lava up you can go fuck yourselves if you think that's how it works but that's not how it works but yeah so dark souls 2 level design is fucking terrible I can't remember for the life of me Dark Souls 3 level design. I think it was everything... Good, but it just... It wasn't so interconnected. It was good in the individual levels. It just wasn't as interconnected as Dark Souls 1. The other thing I'd say about it is that... Um, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, no, the other thing I'd say about it is Quote it was definitely designed... Um, like, it was better than Dark Souls 2, but you could tell it was definitely in designed with the intent. Um, same as Code Vein, I reckon, actually. You could see it was designed with the ability to teleport between bonfires mm. from the get-go. Yeah, because in Dark Souls 1, you don't get the ability to just teleport until, like, halfway through the game. Which is fine. But, like, some parts. That's why you had sort of the bonfire spawning. Yeah, there's no problem with that, but part of the reason there's no problem with that is because of how well done the level was. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, other than Dark Souls, pretty much Dark Souls has been uh, consuming me. All I see, absolute horror. I will not live, I will not die. Look at these jeans. They all look pretty as hell. Um, But, yeah, uh, other than that, just, uh, what was the game I was, I downloaded the game, oh, other than Destiny, which we've already explained about, there's another game I downloaded, which was like, oh, I want to try this game, I haven't played this game in a while, but I can't remember the life of me, so that would just have to be the end of my week. Oh, 
Yeah, what a great week. Full oh, Dark Souls, excuse me. Dark Souls, as far as I can see. So now into the news. The news, everybody. First thing. Uh, so, uh, Blizzard done fucked up. Oh, yes, they did. A lot. Oh, yeah, that. So, uh, so I don't, I, I don't really want to hearken on the political side of it because I will state here and now, we are not political geniuses. <laughs> we just have <laughs> opinions. Geniuses in, like, any sense of the term. I don't know, man. We're we pretty, we're pretty fucking up there on the can play games kind of well, geniuses. Yeah, if there was an award for playing games kind of well, <laughs> we, we would get be the nominated. participation award for playing above nominated. average. Oh man, yeah, that's pretty much. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're not like political geniuses and all that sort of stuff. We do have our own opinions on this, but the main thing is about gaming. So basically, because of the deal between Hong Kong and China, uh, people are a little bit. When I Perturbed. say a little bit, people are people are fucking infuriated on a Blizzard's choice to not only revoke the uh, tournament winner's money, mm-hmm. but ban him from Hearthstone. So the Hearthstone Tournament and Grandmasters. Um, what was his name? His name was Blitz Chung. Blitz Chung, yes. Yeah. So yep. Blitz Chung won the Grandmaster Tournament uh, in the post-game interview with some commentators. He basically stated his opinion at the very end, basically saying he's in support of Hong Kong in this uh, and the protests. Uh Blitzchung and the two commentators were, or Blitzchung was banned and um, his $500,000 award was revoked and the both commentators were fired. So it did come in that uh, at one of the commentators was actually in on it. He knew that about the whole thing. The other commentator was not in on it, and is still getting fired. Very confused. Yeah, well, he, they both got fired, but they. Mm. Um, he's still very infuriated and confused as to why he was fired just for being there. Uh, it's called death by association, buddy. Communists tend to do this a lot. Communal, but it's like punish, capital punishment. Yeah. Capital punishment. They they don't they don't punish individuals. They punish groups. So yeah. Um, we can talk to the cows come home about why that is a very effective tactic at controlling your population. You know, it sows dissent among the populace and it ostracizes, you know, individuals with a uh, different think. But um, if anyone Remember, wants to know... we're not political geniuses. Yeah, we're not political geniuses, but I am, f- <laughs> but, uh, I am quite familiar with a lot of uh, terms and strategies on how to divide and yeah. conquer a very stupid people. And, um, you know, there's, there's my favorite saying, my favorite saying is one of us can't possibly be as stupid as all of us. So, you know, there's that. We, we, we lose a lot of general intelligence when we come, to, when we come into a collective. But uh, I have found a couple of articles here that I am actually going to read out from, and it's... Hold um, up, hold up. I haven't finished my thing yet. Oh. 
Well, hurry up. I want to get on the me. Yeah, I am trying to, but then you go on your fucking little tirade over here telling me about communist... Speed run this shit. So, yes. So, uh... Yeah, he does. What well, the other commentator doesn't know he was fired, but Blizzard are receiving a lot of backlash about this. Uh, their Reddit got uh, locked down by a a moderator, who then locked the Reddit down and then deleted his account, which was weird. But then it was unlocked, and then uh, Halfstone, the Halfstone official. Uh, Account Halfstone's official, uh, I think it's Weibo, Weibo account. Yibo, uh, I think it's Yibo. Tw- tweeted something out, so we saw this via Angry's Pat on Twitter. Yep. But uh, the statement came so, out saying, "Yeah, this is this is the Halfstone's official statement. This is a loose translation, but uh, basically, there's been multiple translations of this, all saying generally the same thing." Uh, even to the point where we've actually checked out the translation ourselves and it pretty much follows very closely to what this translation said. But according to Halfstone's official statement says, We are very angered and disappointed at what happened at the event last week. A highly object the and highly object the expression of personal political beliefs in any of our events. As always, we will defend the pride and dignity of China at all costs. Now, that is probably one of the most stupidest shit that that company could have done. Come out and say, this Hong Kong protester, like, we, we highly object the expression of personal political beliefs by the way china for life yeah <laughs> so oh, as they used to china. say in the plane over PUBG, china number one yeah yeah china, yeah so and there's been a lot of people translating it uh and it all comes along the same thing basically the half side statement says uh what the person did is uh incredibly bad 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 and uh, we will protect the dignity. Uh, the main thing comes up: we will protect the dignity of our nation at all costs. So some translations have the term "China" in it. Some translations have the term "our nation." Uh, but the thing's still the same. Mm. Uh, so there has been massive boycotts on Blizzard's end so much that people have been deleting their blizzards account to yeah. the point of where it's crashing the we don't, we don't service know. can't handle we, the amount of people is that is that deleting confirmed their shit. that it is um the yes. service crashing it right because it is um, a server issue. charlotte mather See, or matter the original thing was someone going out there and saying they were disabling it to stop people quitting and that yeah. was found yeah. to be false and it was found out instead generally the service Server issue okay, because good, yeah. too many people are quitting. Because yeah, I'm naming, I'm naming where we got the tweet from. Charlotte Mather, which is at ESPS or oh, ESP Silverfire Two, um, said. So now Blizzard have disabled all four authentication methods to stop people from deleting their accounts. This is beyond disgusting. Spread awareness of this. Hashtag boycott Blizzard. So that is indeed fake news. 
um, Blizzard servers just can't actually handle the amount of people quitting their accounts. There is such a yeetus, a high yeetus, from a Blizzard's like all these Blizzard's account that Blizzard can't handle the amount of people. We, we have climbed to the top of Mount Olympus to yeet. They us. are getting too. They are getting too many requests of people wanting to delete their account. Well, I mean that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah, fair enough. But, but. In the wake of all this negative news, there is some good news to this situation, to which a Sydney gaming studio, uh, a studio of the game Gods Unchained, I think they're called Immutable? I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Immutable. So uh, they have offered to not only uh, pay the Hearthstone's uh, the Hearthstone players' winnings that got revoked to him. So the Sydney studio is willing to pay the guy $500,000. He's winning. Just willing to drop it to him. Not only pay for it. So 500000 American dollars is like 742000 Australian dollars. So not only will have they come out and said, we will pay for all his lost winnings, but we will give him a ticket to compete in a $500,000 tournament. Ooh. They are willing to dump a million dollars on this guy. Yeah. Well, potentially. Potentially a million. They're giving him 500000 and they're willing to dump, like, offer him another 500000 That's actually really good. Good on you, Australia. Mm. But that's the one thing about this whole situation, I think, is... The quote unquote 2019 Hearthstone Grandmasters official competition rules, page 12, section 6.1, which is uh, engaging in any act that Blizzard so- uh, in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public dispute, offends a portion of a group of people or public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image, will result in removal from the Grandmasters and reduction of play- players' prize tool to zero USD in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and Blizzard's website terms. So that is the broadest shit I've ever heard. It's it's literally broad enough because they've gone offends a group of individuals. It's literally broad enough that they could just go on anything they want. You offended China. Well, it's... It is... They've worded it in a way that they can literally go, you offended this household of three people that complained to us again like like where do you draw the line you draw the line at the chinese market so yes uh so blizzard active is it activision blizzard or is it just it's activision blizzard so activision blizzard are just getting royally fucked by the general populace well, well, would you because like, rather, like rather than more more accurately, they're suffering a huge public backlash. At well, the they're going to suffer incredibly more. huge. Like, um, as I said, people are just straight up like boycotting Blizzard, deleting their accounts, shit like that. Like, this is going to hurt their reputation massively. Good. I was waiting and for Blizzard to fall. The fact that they've come out and said we support china in this time of need we 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 support china 
in this time of gross human rights violations? Honestly, well, look, regardless of our own thoughts on the situation, standards. even if we agreed with them, um, they shouldn't have come out and said that at mm. all. Yeah. Just being like, there and saying it was a mistake. Yeah. Regardless taking, of the situation. Taking action was a mistake, but, you know, you can't jeopardize that major stake in the Chinese market. I mean, like, fucking... Tencent does own uh, a chunk of Blizzard, and by a chunk, I mean five percent. We 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 briefly covered uh, China's influence in a discussion on a Bayonetta playthrough. Go check it out mm. now. The series is complete. It's in a playlist for you. It's all nightly packed, and you can go watch it, binge watch it, and bring family and friends. But we already discussed that China has one of the most largest impact in the gaming industry, other than the American gaming industry, because. Like, obviously, I, I want to say, and I'm not going to say it until I confirm this, but with China's, like, monetary uh, income is highly valued in a gaming market to the point where games are changing uh, the way, the stuff about their games to fit the Chinese market. Yep. And because... Massive companies, especially in um, like China, and I'm trying to double check this, I don't care. Yeah, Tencent. Tencent being the largest gaming company in the world that has like fucking stakes in everything and the farm. Well, do you want a comprehensive list? Because I have a comprehensive list. Ooh. Oh, let me finish my thought first. Mm -hmm. Comprehensive list, but Tencent is a fucking big money maker not only for, or not tencent but tencent has the investment and then china just has the uh revenue coming from the gaming so from a business standpoint they basically are like okay let's not piss off like probably 40 percent of our income mm. at the same time uh their reputation is ruined because of this whole situation, I think like, it's more they just shouldn't have said anything. Sometimes yeah, the like, smart th- choice is to say nothing, but as I said before, people ain't smart. Yeah, well, when it comes down to like they went out like this was just like it felt like such a knee jerk reaction, like to the point where it's like he said, "What? Oh shit! I've got." Mr. Winnie the Pooh on the phone going, hey, look. And just like brother, that, we're banned in China. Oh, fuck them. Like, I fucking care. We, we said the Winnie... Uh, like, I'm All pretty right. sure we're banned All in China right. already. I mean, like, fucking... We posted, goddamn, we stand with Hong Kong on our fucking uh, social media page. That so, sounds yeah, like entirely your fault, Mr. Social Media Manager. <laughs> nah, I, I said, like... We're obviously allowed to voice our opinions, and our opinions represent us. Mm. But like, I am not with China when it comes to yeah. I'm pretty sure pro human uh, rights political side. A... And this is me going, "Hey, look, I'm a political fucking idiot." But political side, I do not like the idea that the fucking with their extraditing and the system they're trying to put in. Like right now. The, the bill has been a, like has not gone through because they stopped it going through, which gives China the right to fucking 
um, extradite people to fucking I can't remember to China too much about to it. mainland China. Yeah, well, basically uh, from yeah, and they can then and try them like, under their own legal system. Yeah, so that that got stopped, but the protests are hey look no destroy it. We do not want this thing to even exist. And China is just like, but we do. But we, we do. Want now, it to ex- now watch as we yeah. uh, start shipping in uh, because uh, it's, 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 it's a literal rabbit hole. It's not a literal. It's a, it's a rabbit hole of a shit show to go down politically. But when a gaming company like this big voices its opinion, it's a grossly unpopular opinion obviously a lot of people are going to have a thing to say about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. The, oh, all, right. all I can see, if if I see another Overwatch character become gay over this, I'm going <laughs> to flip a tit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how Blizzard usually likes to cover its tracks. It's like, oh shit, we fucked up. Uh, Soldier 76 is gay. Uh, Winston yeah, now we're in good standing with the community. Yeah, I was like, that's that's really how they've always won opinion, like one back positive positivity to to Overwatch as a as a. I'm going to use this term very loosely. Game. This character is now gay. Give us more loot box money, please. Oh man, he gets a fancy outfit and a hat. <laughs> it's a new prime minister with a hat. <laughs> yes. Do you but want yeah, that comprehensive like, list of game of uh, companies that Tencent yes. has its finger in? All right. Starting off the list, uh, I got this list from PCGamer.com, so you can go over to them, and check them out. So I'm just reading it off a list. Hold up, hold up. Before you say that, mm-hmm. uh, does it say that these are the companies it has its finger in, or does it say this is how much of ten that Tencent owns these companies? This is this is every game company that Tencent has invested in. So a quick well, reference different. how China's largest tech conglomerate has quietly expanded into video games, and this is the percentage of the of that uh, game company that they own as well. Okay. Yeah. Is that makes that makes a thing because yeah. if Tencent it's like oh they invested into Steam, it's like yeah they probably it's like oh they own two percent of shares. Yeah, so like, we, that's I've that's got, not I've got the percentage. Don't worry, I'll be reading it out. All right. All right, so first up on the list, Riot Games, League of Legends, 100%. Ooh, Epic, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't, yeah, no, didn't they, know about that. They totally own Riot Games. Epic Games, 40%. Okay. Blue Hole, or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, 11.5%. Ubisoft, really? 5%. Activision Blizzard, 5%. Grinding Gears Games, Path of Exile, 80%. What? We're not done yet. Supercell, 84.3%. Frontier Developments, 9%. Kakao. Who's Supercell? Uh, Supercell. Tencent uh, is a Finnish mobile developer. One of the biggest players video games history, considering 6% Tencent. Uh, it makes hits like Clash of Clans. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like Clash of Clans, that fucking farming game that everyone's mom and girlfriend plays. Mine as well. I'm going to get them to stop. Um, <laughs> Cacao, 13.5%. Paradox Interactive, 5%. Fat Shark, 36%. Fumcom, 29%. Shark Mob, 100%. Discord, 
Discord has received 158 million in funding from last year, including an undisclosed amount from Tencent, among many other investors. Now it's un- now it's not listed how much of Discord uh, Tencent owns as a percentage shareholder, but um, mm. hey, Discord, you better keep your fucking shit in line with those good old fashioned American values, or I might yeah. just go back oh. to Skype. Oh fuck off! <laughs> I'd rather send you a letter. <laughs> we'll we'll conduct podcasts by letter. <laughs> yeah, and just send me your letters. In real time, and then we'll really read them out. I've got a fact. Oh, it'd be. Oh yeah, I don't. I got a library. <laughs> That's a fax machine. Fuck yeah! Ten cent made me use my library again. Thank you, ten cent. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. So that's the thing. Like, if ten cent has a majority share, then they basically tell that company what to do. Pretty much. Which is Whereas, weird that Activision Blizzard fucking did anything with that 5% ownership. Well, no, because 5% of millions and millions of dollars is too much for them to lose. You also need um, to remember that... Um, uh, what was I thinking? You also need to remember that mobile games are like most most old mobile game market is in yeah is one of the biggest so, yeah regardless of how much is owned by 10 cent it's still a huge market for them i got two articles of good news here do you want to hear them no Yes. All right. First article of good news. Again, this is all from PC Gamer. So the next couple of articles are from PC Gamer. Brian Kibler says he will not take part in future Hearthstone Grandmaster streams. The high-profile former Hearthstone pro says Blizzard's punishment of Blitzchung is completely overboard. Yeah. So Brian Kibler uh, has announced that as a result of Blizzard's incredibly harsh punishment of now former Hearthstone Grandmaster um, Blitzchung... He will not partake in any Grandmasters live streams going forward unless something changes. Unless something changes, obviously, was a quote. Uh, and Blizzard employees have staged a walkout over Hearthstone Grandmasters suspension. No shit. See, there's a fucking mutiny going on. There'll be a mutiny on this ship, Captain. Like, even if, if, even if your employees are going, nah, this is too far. We are willing to risk our jobs to send a message you know you've gone way over like fucking there's so much backlash at blizzard right now that i honestly don't know do you how want to know blizzard a little fun fact about uh the blizzard hq they've got a statue yeah, it's on of, fire um, oh it's not on fire they've got a statue of a world of warcraft character out the front and on there is a plaque that says think globally Every voice matters. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, so uh, it's been covered up by employees this morning. <laughs> because it doesn't mean shit anymore. Yep. That's why it was covered up. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's just a sh- I honestly do not know how Blizzard will react from here. It's either this going to shut it and then just act like nothing happened, or they're going to say either... Hey, look, we fucked up, 
or they're going to double down. They're going to be like, China number one. Um, okay, that's just in Epic We're Games. We're going to extradite our Blizzard employees to China. This, this, is, uh, this is just in Epic Games. says it won't punish Fortnite players for political speech. <laughs> yeah, everyone's coming out now and going, yeah, you know what we're going to do? Not that. Uh, Tim Sweeney, the uh, CEO of Epic, has said, Epic is a US company and I'm controlling shareholder. Tencent is approximately 40% shareholder. Yeah, and you there can't are many trust other shareholders what Tim Sweeney says as far as you can throw him. You can't, you can't trust Tim Sweeney as far as you can throw him. And I'm genuinely curious to see how far I could throw him. But at the same time, uh, that's on Probably the internet now. Fight. That's been screenshotted now. Fucking Mr. Sweeney. So uh, if you ever go back on that, uh, we'll call you a dirty fucking liar. Yeah. And I'll egg your house. And we will rescind, we'll rescind your Ozplay subscription. Yeah. Wait, we charge a subscription now? I mean, yeah, we'll rescind no, no, no. your Ozplay subscription. We'll just, we'll just remove it. We'll block him from our YouTube page. Yeah. We'll, we'll remove his subscriber. Uh, can we do that? I don't think he's even subscribed, but uh, firstly, we'll find a way. I, I don't think you he's can. And secondly, we don't have enough to afford doing that. Yeah, we like mor- yeah. morals oh, be right. damned. <laughs> <laughs> morals be damned. Subscriber count count matters. Hey, hey, hey! We ain't fucking. We ain't no fucking Blizzard in here. Fucking subscriber count be damned. Morals matter. All right. I think we can say that because like we are literally. But Tim Sweeney's money. an exception. Yeah, Tim Sweeney's an exception. Fuck you. We will let Tim Sweeney stay as a subscriber <laughs> to our YouTube channel if. And if he doesn't resent his comment. It doesn't matter if he resents his comment or not. It's screenshotted. It's here on the internet. It's permanent oh. now and it's not going anywhere. Because <laughs> no one's lied on the internet before. <laughs> oh, everyone's lied on the internet before. I've lied on the internet before. You think I'm six foot two? I need to get Tinder dates somehow. Yeah. Not by the rapey Tinder pitch you put on there. <laughs> I was like, hey, that 32-year-old tradie from Queensland sent me some goodies. I'm, uh, I'm I, still, I still can't believe. We talked about this last week, didn't we? We yeah, did. We did. The fact, yeah, still can't believe he doesn't pick up my call. I'm still trying. <laughs> <laughs> he happens to be one of the few people who listens to I our need, podcast. Like, could I you, need could a you plumber. imagine that? I, I, I need a plumber, <laughs> and for the life of me, I can't get a hold of one down here. Well, he like, said he was a tradie. He didn't say his profession, but like, man, yeah, yeah, but you know what tradies are like. Yeah, I know what they're like. It's fucking hell, they'll do it. Like, is this is this what it's like being a girl? Just random dicks appear on your phone. Like, it wasn't even shocking at first. I just open it up. I'm like, oh, that's a penis. That's disappointing. Well, that's a penis. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a penis, and it's disappointing. <laughs> it was, just imagine like yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if they're like who's, who's I said, would have resorted to sending a dick pic back <laughs> I don't know who said um, like they send out dick pics as like a power play or something to make whoever they're talking to feel uncomfortable buddy I felt as disappointed as your mother no I have the feeling he's just the thickest motherfucker there ever was no he sent he sent, a sent his, his dick pic send his dick pic to some random number thinking it'll be a hot chick on the other end of it going you know what i'd suck it <laughs> like what are the fucking chances of that happening uh they are slim to fucking none 
Actually, no, exactly because it ended up in my hands. There are literal better chances of Greta Thunberg winning the Nobel Peace Prize than that motherfucker there sending a dick pic to a hot girl who actually wants to suck his dick. It's actually fucking tiny. I know, right? He's, He's swinging that thing around like it's a fucking hammer. Motherfucker, he's got a chisel, that's it. <laughs> a chisel. Fucking, he's got a broken half of a chisel. <laughs> that thing's fucking... That thing looks disappointed in itself. Oh, man, we've gone completely off topic yeah, no, talking we're... about this guy's penis. Let's jump back on topic. <laughs> With a recurring uh, theme in this the podcast. biggest... So, uh, right after our last recorded podcast, uh... Red Dead Redemption 2 gets announced for PC. I fucking told you, the second we end the podcast, all the news comes out. What a absolute surprise. I could have not ever have anticipated that Red Dead Redemption 2 would Translation, as soon as it came out, Kenny's like, in about a year. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I, I talked about this a while ago where... Like, they did the same marketing thing with Grand Theft Auto V. They released it on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 with no saying there's no plans for a PC release or a next-gen release. Oh, no, I think there was a next-gen release, but that was coming later down the track. So it got released on last-gen consoles, and then next-gen consoles get the release. So that is you have four different versions of Grand Theft Auto V on the market. And then there's just nothing about a PC release, so everyone who has a console does not have excuse not to buy the game because it's a, it's available on next gen and last gen. So people would buy the game again. And then out of the blue, they're just like, oh, by the way, it's coming to PC. As if you guys didn't know that. It's coming to PC. And everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, now I have to buy the game again. So... They at least got two, two the free copies out of a large portion of their market, and then they go around saying Red Dead Redemption Two is coming to you know it's coming yeah yeah. There is no plans for a PC release ever. There's no plans for it. Like you're stupid to think that Red Dead Redemption Two would ever come out and it's on PC. And it's like, uh, this is this fucking, to no one's surprise, See, on, this came out. on the flip side, Monster Hunter World outright said, yeah, it'll be coming to PC later once we figure it out and actually get it ported properly. And yeah, it had issues yeah. on release, and but the And yet I still bought it on PlayStation And people still bought it on PlayStation because they're like, well, we know it's coming on PC, but we want to play it now. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here bought it on PlayStation 4 and then we bought it on PC. But the difference was, um, that said, uh, I know there was a couple of us that bought it on PS4 because we had a, um, well, like, yeah, we can play this. And, like, for example, I wasn't planning to get it on PC, but then I got a good PC in the, in the time between the releases. And I'm like, well... I was I was pretty much I wanted to get onto PlayStation Four because like I'm a fan of Monster Hunter series and it's like I I'm just gonna get it on PC when it comes out. I know it's gonna take some time because obviously that's like one of their first ever 
serious ports to PC. And then it's just like, yeah, I'll fucking, I'll just grab it on a PC when it comes out. I'll have money, man. They deserve it. They earned it. Good on Capcom. Capcom's doing well, except, except for Project Resistance. Now, I'm holding breath on that still. I'm not deeming it a bad game. I'm not deeming it a good game. I just don't like the looks of it at the moment. But yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC. It's, y'all motherfuckers better have 150 gig free, which will also lead into the another small topic, which is probably a side note topic. Uh, call it the new Call of Duty game. Uh, it's going to require 175 gig. Of what? Yeah. Of your hard drive. Yeah, but of what though? What? What is? What? Uh, what? 175 gig are you putting on my hard drive? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Now I remember. I remember back in the day when I got Unreal Tournament 2004. And that game was 14 gig, and that just fucking blew my mind. And that was I'm huge like, at the how time. could? Yeah, like how could a game be this big? Like. Holy shit. It came on like eight or seven CDs. Like, it was a package. And I'm like, how is a game this big? Games are never going to get this big. This game's huge. And now fucking 17 gigs just your foot in the door. Not for 17, 14 gigs just your foot in the door. Most games don't run unless it's 20 gig down. And I'm just like, what the fuck are they actually doing and then like what was it what game one game came out and it broke the 100 gig limit i think it was that's it the uh call of duty's classic map pack collection so call of duty's black ops 3 map pack collection was 110 gig and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? 110 gig? You want me to download that? <laughs> Fuck off. And now now we're, we're literally bordering the edging 200 gig of a game. Yep. Like, for fuck. So yeah, games, games, games be big. Games be getting big on me. Games are big and games are only getting bigger. It, yeah, you know the rest of that song. Wait till you fucking what is it? And then Jesus, the games get bigger. Um, something. Wait till you get older, because the media man, judging by the oh, whole, and that's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, my game, my games get big, and they're only getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my. You thought He's your saviour. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jesus Christ is your saviour, that's why. You all thought it, that wasn't me. Yeah, saviour. Yeah, saviour. Jesus Christ is my saviour. Mm-hmm. So, last story for tonight, and this is a, another bummer story. Oh, tons of those, aren't they? PlayStation, in this fucking day and age, PlayStation Europe lays off staff alongside the PlayStation 5 announcement. So, Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe uh, was visited by the big boys at the American branch just to tell them that they are fired. 
So it, it hasn't given a number. It said many have been many employees have either been laid off or are being re-interviewed for their own job. Mm. Now that's got to suck. Just imagine being re-interviewed for your job, having to compete for the job that you did regularly, and now someone might get it. Imagine that. But uh, that's not the... So apparently Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe was kind of like <laughs> the fucking... Bless you. It was kind of like the uh, red-headed stepchild, was treated like a red-headed stepchild. Uh, to the point in which they didn't know about the PlayStation 5's reveal until it was revealed to the public. Fantastic. So uh, in this in this silicone uh, siliconera article, it says the result of the restructuring is that the Europe and possibly other branches of Sony uh, Interactive Entertainment are now following orders from Sony Interactive Entertainment America and that supposedly this will be more prevalent during the PS5 generation. This is to a point where the PS5's reveal via the Wired was not even known by the European side until it occurred. So you remember when uh, the Wired did the interview, interview with the uh, big PlayStation boy who basically said this is what the PlayStation 5 is going to have? Yeah, the European branch didn't even know at all. It's like, by the way, PlayStation 5. We have we're making a PlayStation Five. Like oh, all right, like, well, all right. thanks, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. The only thing I can compare that to is Anthem. <laughs> like oh, that's the game we're making. <laughs> it's like oh, that's the PlayStation Five we're making. So yeah, um, uh, the layoffs this week follows a significant number of layoffs over the past couple of months. Across various European divisions, including marketing and PR, Sony have declined to comment when contacted by VGC. So, yeah, there's been... They announced the PlayStation 5 and then fired a whole bunch of people at the European branch, which... Well, that's convenient. Like, that's, that's like a mass... What does what that say? That sounds like fucking Bobby Kotick fucking laying off so many people at Activision... But boasting record sales. Bobby Kotick strikes again. But this time it's not Bobby Kotick, it's fucking someone at Sony. Sony. Well, I don't know. Obviously, there's very little information about this. It's just basically saying, hey, look, uh, people have been fired. Uh, yeah. PlayStation European put dozens up for redundancy on the day of the PlayStation 5 announcement. And European was frozen out of the console reveal. So basically, the American branch are just swinging dicks and keeping to this, keeping to themselves with most of the information. Because they don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, people posting on Twitter. I was a part of the creative services at, team at PlayStation and got laid off today. This group of talented and passionate people are out of a job now, looking for work. If you're hiring a project coordinator, managing designers, please post below. So yeah, why are they hashtag laid off? Is that an actual hashtag? Hashtag laid off? I don't know. Might be. But yeah. Um, 
there is no information about how many people have been fired. They just said a significant portion. And they use the term significant, significant and significantly a lot in this article. Yeah. So, but with no numbers. How, how so, many oh, people How many people got fired? A bunch. <laughs> a lot of people, apparently. Is there a definition for significantly? Like, fucking, what is it? Killing more, sprees, more like more than ten. three people. Significant. Actually, a killing spree is more than, um, more than four. Uh, a mass Sufficient or great, sufficiently great or important to be worthy of attention. Okay. So no numbers, just that. So yeah. That sucks for, especially like, obviously I don't know how the restructuring works, how the restructuring is, why they're restructuring, but they're about to release a new console. And it's, I, the only reason I think a restructuring may be in order is that they are afraid of what Xbox has. They don't think they will be in a significant lead. They don't think they're either going to be in a significant lead or lead at all enough to get the same financial response they got from the PlayStation 4. And they're sort of anticipating this and it's going, all right, let's do it now. So, because just imagine you release your PlayStation 5 and then the Xbox, the new Xbox console comes out and, like, they are selling fucking gangbusters. They are just selling PlayStation under the table super hard and PlayStation goes, we didn't make a lot of money so now we have to lay people off. Like, that's just, like, rub in the dirt humiliation for a company like that. It was like, we didn't sell as well as the Xbox did to the point where we have to lay people off. I mean, it so, is a possibility. Yeah, I'm not saying it is the thing, but that's that's what I'm thinking of why this is happening because we've given no information other than these people have been made redundant and no reason why, just restructuring. Last time I heard restructuring... Uh, Visceral Entertainment got deleted by EA. And that that saddened me to the highest degree as no more dead space. Restructuring is just a fancy word for uh, pack your shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're restructuring. You can't fit in the structure. But, um... See that sucks. That's that's one thing. That's one thing I think could be, is that they're anticipating that they are not going to be the market leaders in this console uh, war with the new Xbox. And I said like the Xbox and play the new Xbox and PlayStation. I from what I remember, fundamentally very similar. Both have had SSDs and high-end graphic chips and yada, yada, yada. And it's really going to come down to the games. To which Microsoft are picking the fuck up. They're getting like companies under their belt to do exclusives to high heaven. Where 
PlayStation right now have got um, Guerrilla Games. They've got Naughty Dog. They've got... Um, who did the new God of War? That was Naughty Dog again, yeah? Um, shit. I don't actually who, know. Who did God of War? God of War. Let's have a look. Ski. Uh, Santa Monica Studio. Yep. Santa okay. Monica. Santa Monica Studios. Like, uh, like Capcom mainly like put their big titles exclusively on the PlayStation when it came to like Resident Evil and Devil May Cry and shit like that and Persona. Like, but now these companies are broadening out where it's no longer exclusive. It's it's going to multiple consoles, which is great. It means everyone can enjoy these games. But for the company themselves, they are losing they're losing excuses to buy their console. They are losing that chance of like if they announced Persona 6, then it's like, fuck yeah, that's an exclusive game. But when you have, like, maybe four, four to five big-name AAA companies that put out fucking blockbuster games, and they now have, like, Konami, uh, not Konami, for, uh, Ko, Kojima, Kojima? Fucking... Hideo Kojima, Death Stranding, dude. Hideo Kojima, yeah. that's it. I was blanking on his name. Now he has Kojima Productions. Like, these are big things, but they can only put out, like, a game every three to four years where you have, like, the exclusivity list of, like, companies that are being bought by Xbox just going higher and higher. So when your consoles are fundamentally the same in terms of like technology the only selling point is going to be the games yeah the games and the accessibility so if fucking playstation put out the playstation 5 and they literally have like a couple of game exclusivities but put it dirt cheap that would sell great but if you put it out at the same price or similar price to what the Xbox and the Xbox would be, and you have significantly less games, then people are going to flock to Xbox. Well, that's just it. Like, like we've talked about before. Do you want this is? You know what this is? Sold the Xbox, uh, the PS4. Placed it. Yeah. Do you know what this is? No. Just pick a top tier. Loyalty means nothing. Pick a top tier. Yep. The top tier, like, people, like, fuck, man, I love the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 is the best console, suck at Xbox. And then next generation, Xbox is fucking reaming PlayStation. They aren't going to fucking care about PlayStation. They're going to move straight to Xbox. You're picking the top tier. Loyalty means nothing. <laughs> I mean, some are loyal to the cause, but, like, that's how the market shifts. If you provide stuff, like especially for the Game Pass stuff, they are giving free games on a Netflix-like subscription. And there's a lot of games there. There is a lot. And PlayStation, the only thing they have going for them is, I think, PlayStation Play Now, which is a streaming service incredibly limited to certain locations. And the PS Plus free games, 
in which Xbox have games for gold. So when Xbox open up their library for like a cheap subscription fee every month, that library is going to look enti- more enticing to your average console player. So having like literally hundreds of games to choose from and just play and all you pay is like fucking $15 a month, like a Netflix subscription, like they are going to go to that because they are providing a better service. And as much as like PlayStation, like I, I am a, I would say a PlayStation fanboy because I have like pretty much PlayStation has been my, my go-to console, but I'm not like, I'm not fucking stupid and going, I'm not going to touch an Xbox. I love PlayStation. No, Xbox have got fucking good games too. So I will play an Xbox. But PlayStation has had the games that I've liked for the most, like games that I like and keep putting out games that I like more than most other games. But then the PC does that even better as well. But I still have a PC, I still have a PlayStation and an Xbox. So, but when someone who isn't, that savvy in like you know hunting down best prices for games or looking like have a particular taste in games and they get, they get say hey you pay fifty dollars a month you can play any one of these like 100 200 games they're gonna go like they're gonna hear 100 200 games for like this much a month fuck yeah how could i go wrong so that's and why i think even more a lot yeah. of the point is like I know friends who have gone for a bunch of single-player games they're interested in. They're like, I'm going to easy finish this in a month. So even if I only get this one game and I don't have the option to replay it, I'm still effectively getting that game for 15 bucks. So it's easily worth yeah. it. And yeah, even it, better, it if I end itself. up not liking it, I can just swap to a different one. Yeah, it pays for itself. But PlayStation have that kind of service where it's not... It's PlayStation Play Now, which I believe is to stream a PlayStation game to your PC. And that's not like a Netflix like um, subscription thing. Uh, so I go PlayStation. I've never heard of it. PlayStation Games Netflix like. Well, they don't say. Oh, fucking! I forgot to talk about that. What did you do now? Ah, right, first I'll finish off this topic, and then we'll talk about the funny thing. We'll end up on a good note. Okay, on a good note. So, uh, so yeah, it, it sucks that uh, PlayStation people at PlayStation Europe are getting fired. Uh. That's definitely fucking terrible. No one wants to, you know, just rock up to work the next day to not have work. That'd be fucking horrifying to do, especially like in the game industry. It's becoming more and more commonplace, which sucks. But I guess that's the price we pay. Well, not the price we pay. It's the price we pay for entertainment. People suffer. Alright, so the next story that I wanted to talk to you guys about, which I haven't put on the docket because I forgot to put it on. Mm-hmm. But once this fucking thing... Uh, 
Where is it? Where's the article? Oh no. Uh, no, 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 and, oh, here we go. I even love the fucking name of this title. Google thinks that Stadia will have less lag than your PC in two years. Uh. <laughs> so Google Stadia thinks it will have less lag in its connection than your own PC, to which it says it's, uh, it calls it negative latency, or otherwise known as the ability to predict your button presses. Now, that sounds like absolute crock of shit. I, I think it's literally them pulling shit out of their ass to make the Google Stadia not seem like that bad of an investment. They're in so, they, the, the denial stage now. So this is the explanation of negative latency. Uh, it's creating a buffer of predicted latency in which the stadia can mitigate the lag the player is seeing on their end of the cloud network. This can be done in a few ways, like rapidly increasing FPS to reduce latency between player input and what's displayed on screen, but mitigating latency will mostly come from Steady's ability to predict predict your button presses. Now, that sounds horrifying. And physically impossible to pull off properly. So, uh, so the question is like, what, how does it predict what button you are going to press? Uh... Like, alright, one, fighting games. Like, first problem, fighting games. You cannot have a computer try and predict what you are trying to do. Well, every game, first-person shooters require Twitch reactions, and you're either mm -hmm. going to be assuming that you've got the Twitch reactions... You know, it it's either has to assume you've got the Twitch reactions and correctly turn around and shoot someone, or that you don't, and it's impossible to know beforehand. Like... So, like, the example I gave was, like, why the fuck would I want something to predict my intentions? Like, it's basically saying, oh, it's using, like, this technical fucking CPU design to predict and like AI algorithm to predict what buttons you're pressing. Yeah, I don't want a computer to take a guess at what button I'm pressing next in Dark Souls. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. literally a fucking boss fight can end because you pressed a wrong button. There is there is no way a computer is going to predict what I'm going to do next in a fucking fighting game. So, so well, there is a... Specifically, like, on yeah. fighting games, it's a mind game. Mm. You can't have a mind game if you're not having the, you know, the control if of the you're mind. not the one... Yeah, exactly. It's like, the mind games are translated from your brain to your fingertips. If something else is trying to think for me, then it doesn't have my best intentions. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah, pretty much. So, so that's why I think this whole button predictive, like, 
button predicting AI is not only a crock of shit, but it sounds fucking god awful if it is real. Like, there, there's things that I want to do, and if the game says it differently because Google thinks I would fucking press an attack when I want to press a block, then no. That, that would be infuriating. The other massive fucking lie that I, uh, that they have been stating is that they are, uh, offering a 4K resolution tier in which if you pay a monthly subscription, uh, to Stadia Pro, you can get your games in 4K and they say you need, only need a 35 megabit per second connection. Well, firstly, to, that's doubtful. Secondly, if you're investing in a 4K monitor, you're probably investing in, you know, everything else. Actual computer, yeah. But at the same time, for the people who have... Oh, no, that one. I was saying, people who have, like, you know, 4K TVs at home, that mainly console players, it's, like, probably for them. Because they're not going to give a fuck about... That's the thing. I feel it's for the everyday man. The everyday sort of casual gamer. Yeah, but the everyday man doesn't have a 35 megabit connection. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, multiple tests have been done in which to play a 1080p game seamlessly, you need a 75 megabit per second connection. So, if you want to play a game at 1080p, and make it feel like you're playing on your local computer, you need at least a 75 megabit on average connection. So they're saying you can have a 4K resolution at 35 megabits a second when you can't even get a fourth of that resolution at the same speed. It seems somewhat unlikely, to put it lightly. What fucking 4K resolution at 35 megabits a second, dude? My YouTube doesn't want to even load videos at fucking 720p properly at a fucking like 60 to 80 megabit connection. What the fuck is Google gonna think? Like, ah, oh, like, nice of Google to assume that Telstra and TPG are gonna give a fuck. So we talked about this, like, there in one of our earlier podcasts. It's like they say that oh, uh, infrastructure networks will see the great potential in like streaming video games and would want to upgrade their infrastructure to accommodate for their customer needs. <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> yes, because they do that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you can't even get them to fucking come out and fix like a telephone issue without them going, it's probably your fault. We're not touching it, it's probably your fault. Or even, even more, we're just going to assume it's your fault until you prove it otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, so Google, they, like, uh, I want to find out, like, when they're releasing this, and then I want to put bets on how long until the service is dead. Because... It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I just want to call out to that one time that the uh, the CEO of the NBN blamed gamers for congestion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fucking. Australia's not full of... <gasps> Alright, 
Google Stadia releases next month. <gasps> Let's make our predictions, fellas. All right. Uh, I am going to. I am going to predict September next year. September next year. Are we predicting death? Yes, this is when oh. they go. This is when they stop doing support, like support stuff for it. Like, oh. how do I put it? Uh, they're not going to come out. They're not going to come out and say this is a fucking failure. We just canned it. They're just going to They're going to come out. They're going. They're just going to quietly sweep it under the rug and stop doing major uh, updates for it and just sort of keep it running so they can keep it running. So basically, no one. It's becoming. How, how can I put it? It's becoming financially. Uh, a de- detrimentally financially whatever it's becoming a detriment to them financially for them to keep Google Stadia running so I'm going to say September uh, I'm going to say September 28th mm-hmm. because I'm a Resident Evil nerd what okay. about you? I'm putting my money on October oh I want to say 5th I want to say fifth, but now that's someone needs to write this down. Mm. I'm, I am. Well, we've got like we've got audio recordings, so yeah. No. Just remember, podcast. Uh, what is it? Thirteen, I believe. Podcast thirteen. Uh, our most incrimi- our most incriminating and polarizing podcast, where we where we get ourselves banned from China and predict when Google Stadia will die. So I'm gonna go and, ahead and say we won't be able to go to BlizzCon. Oh, you know, fuck, Winnie the no, costumes. Oh yeah, shit! I was gonna wear a Winnie the Pooh costume. I know. So, what was your date? Uh, October 5th. That's what I'm saying. So, 5th. And Jaden, what's your date? I would have no idea, but I'll guess it's June 11th. June 11th. Alright. Put that in here. And I'm going to tag it. I'm going to pin the shit. Just in case. Oh, why can't... Wait, why is my Discord not doing the, the functionality thing? Why can't I? Why can't I pin it? It won't let me pin it. Why? Oh, okay. The button's invisible. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, uh, so yes, September twenty eighth for me, Alex. Sorry, fifth day, June eleventh. Uh, predicted deaths. Uh, death dates. Google Stadia. So, uh, speaking of Google Stadia and unfortunate stuff, mm-hmm. now this is, this is unfortunate news, but at the same time, I am supporting of it. Oh. Uh, Doom Eternal has been delayed to March of 2020. Ah, uh, yes, I heard that. It got so they came out they came out and said hey look we are not happy with its the uh, its current state so we're going to delay it to give it more polish to make sure it's up to like we are happy to release it that's good so no this is, this yeah what, that's good that's what we want it is it is unfortunate because I'm so fucking hyped for that this year but not only had they gone okay guys 
we don't think the game we don't think we'd be doing the game justice if we released it now so we're delaying it to make sure it's better and make sure we're absolutely happy with it and because of the delay we are now adding extra shit to the pre-orders huh. so you get bonus like like doom 64 and all that sort of stuff extra with your pre-orders that's pretty so good. not only not only are they delaying it to make sure it's of good quality but you also like since you're missing out they're also giving you more stuff in compensation so that's that's really nice of them to come out and go hey instead of releasing a shit fucking like if doom eternal came out and it was it was bombed due to its quality and shit like that it would just damage the reputation of it so badly uh where is it throughout the develop this is the quote from them uh, throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across all boards. That sounds like Devil May Cry 5. To make sure we're delivering the best experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards and speed and polish, we made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 2020, March 20th of 2020. We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. In addition to shifting the Doom Eternal launch date, we've made a couple of other changes we want you to know about. Invasion Mode, which will allow you to enter another player's game as a playable demon, will release as a free update after the launch. Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch will release after other platforms, but we will announce that date in the future. Uh, Doom 64 will be available for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, in addition to Nintendo Switch, and we are adding it as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal on all platforms. You'll be able to download and play this classic game for free just for pre-ordering Doom Eternal 64. It will be released on March 20 on all platforms. We are grateful for everybody, every Doom fan, for your dedication and support. We can't wait to rip and tear right alongside you. Oh, so yeah. A lot of people are just like, fucking, yeah, a lot of people are happy. Like, they're disappointed, but at the same time... They get it. They don't want... Yeah, get it, yeah. Which is good. Which is what I like to see. Fucking, last thing I want to see is like, because Doom, Doom is looking so good. But as much as I am upset with the delay... I am also glad for the delay because it gives me more breathing room between games that are coming out in October and November, like Death Stranding and shit like like, like fucking. Uh, there's a, there's a few fucking hold up. Uh, game releases. Oh no, I can't even spell. In in November, because there's a few. Like. Everyone's favorite, Just Dance 2020. Why so, do they even still make those games? Because people pay them. They wouldn't. Oh. They wouldn't make the, They wouldn't make them if there wasn't for people. Yeah. Uh, why? Why do you so keep to, making this? Because we keep selling them. Well, and that's fair. So Death Stranding comes out November eighth. So that is a game. That is certainly a game that I'll be getting. Yeah, because I'm keen. On... Fuck. Mm. Mm. We're, and I was going to get Doom Eternal. I was going to get Doom Eternal, but since that's moved into March, it gives me more breathing room with uh, 
my Souls-like games run through that I'm doing. I don't even can't remember if any games. God, Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out this month. That's uh great. Man, I can't wait to see the fucking microtransactions in that shit and people to be like, oh man, this game's full of microtransactions and then still play it. Alright, well, we've been going on for over two hours now. Yep. Um, I was probably going to do Gun to Your Head, which involved one or two things, so I might do that now, just quickly, just to run it through. Mm -hmm. Alright, uh, Alex, Gun to Your Head, Bleach or Naruto? Bleach. Bleach. Alright. Uh, Alright. Alright, fuck, marry, kill, Kempachi, Aizen, and Ishigo. Um, ooh, uh, fuck, uh, Kempachi, kill, Aizen, marry, Ichigo. You would fuck Kempachi? <laughs> Look, that, there it I is. Don't think, I don't think, two and we're I don't, already in disbelief. I don't even know, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> it's okay. Because he would do would, all the fucking. It would literally kill me. Would it now? <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win, yeah. Hmm. Alrighty then. Uh, Jaden. Yes? Gun to your head, Dark Souls or Neo? I'd have to go with Dark Souls. Alright. Alright. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Gwendolyn, Artorius, Iron Golem. Go. Sorry. The Iron Golem, Gun Gwendolyn, and... Artorius. Artorius. So, you fuck... Who? No. <laughs> fuck Gwendolyn, marry Artorius, and kill the Iron Golem. That's easy. Yeah, Okay, that was a bit easy. I was just fucking. I was either going to go like a silent demon, uh, fucking Quaylag, and the Moonlight Butterfly, but I saw I saw fucking Gwendolyn. I'm like, that's an easy bait. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, you chose someone cute, so I didn't need to think about it. Man, you can't even see his face. I don't need to see his I mean, face. He's got a, he's got a nice. Let's <laughs> see his ass. <laughs> I don't need to see his face, I just need to see his ass! I'm not here to marry him, I'm here to fuck him. <laughs> Alright, so that's what I will call for the podcast tonight. Uh, yes, excuse my shitty quality, but I will uh, fix this in post. And then we'll catch you guys next week. Yay. Alrighty. Alright, catch you. See catch you later.